is 2020. The world is in strife. A dark shroud hangs over our once bright planet. Yes, we are in the throes of an unprecedented global pandemic. But there is a deeper problem. A more sinister and malevolent matter. There are no sound governments left. Politics has become, or perhaps has always been, a bit shite. Hypocrisy and corruption have bred flawed policies which has incited chaos. But what of a solution? Where can the disenfranchised huddled masses turn? Is there nowhere sacred they can go? <gasps> but wait, what's that? Upon the horizon lit by the rising sun. Why, it's a beautiful island. A pristine new land blossoming forth with life and potential. And there, standing tall on its perfect white shores, flanked by, like a fuck ton of doves, are Steve and Richie. Arms spread wide in a gesture of welcome, white robes flowing in the cool breeze. These are our kind and malevolent new leaders who, with the wisdom that can only be gained from doing a hundred episodes of a mediocre podcast, have crafted a new land, a new society, a new home. about time to drink <laughs> cheers cheers look isolation affects us all differently okay you've been playing way some too people, much harvest moon and some people t- i've been playing too much civilization and the two have created a monster a beautiful monster like a sexy frankenstein i think the only thing i can say after listening to mm. that is well done congratulations well done congratulations <laughs> great whispers you also mm-hmm. said unprecedented times. Un- I bet, yeah, instead, which is, so which I, is true. Here's, let me level with you. I, I recorded this ju- just before we did this. <laughs> uh, it was all one take. That was me. That wasn't Jer's voice. That was my voice. <laughs> no, that's uh, impossible. That was to, too sexy. It had to be Jer. Listening back to it for only just like the second time there, I, I, did, I mispronounced unprecedented. And uh, I think I also said benevolent yeah, you- <laughs> instead of benevolent. <laughs> oh, I, I kind of heard mene- malevolent. <laughs> I thought you were sneaking that in there. Not it's you know I guess I guess time will tell. I guess time will yeah. tell. Uh, in case it wasn't abundantly clear from that fever dream of a cold, a cold open, uh, this is our one hundredth episode, and to celebrate, Stephen and I are one hundred. Yeah, uh, to celebrate, Steve and I are doing putting our money where our mouth is, but not real and, money. Uh, do it, doing the ding, da- doing the ding dang thing. We're doing gosh, it, Steve. Governance. Gosh darn, darn tootin'. We're, take, we're, fu- we're finally taken over. Do you remember when I ca- you came up with this idea and then you're like, but it all, Steve, is going to lead to eventually starting our own country? And I was yeah. like, yeah, sure. Talk to me in episode 100. And, and here, here we, we are. are. You heard, you heard the, the God voice man. I heard him. The, the, the island awaits. Let's journey there. And Steve, it's, let's, but before we do that, let's play the theme music because it's been that we played a hundred times before, so we can't not. Actually, we haven't played a hundred times before because in the early days we had a much shitter theme song before <laughs> Supermarket Love. Not according to great fan Ryan Hunt. He disagrees. He loved that one. Right, yeah, <laughs> Ryan Hunt brings it the original. <laughs> Ryan Hunt, uh, infamous wrong man, Ryan Hunt. He's not welcome um, in your new country. Not at all. Oh, we'll get to that. No Ryans. We're allowed to have one. <laughs> Ryan Gosling. Yeah. 
Uh, so before we get into it, do you want to introduce ourselves? Because we're bad at that. But we're bad. This at that. is episode one hundred marks a new dawn in the Wappaverse, and that new dawn is heralded by us um, introducing ourselves and saying our names. Okay, so I'm Ryan yeah. Gosling. You're. <laughs> this is Bagel Town, the podcast brought to you by the makers of the best bagels in town. And uh, which one am I? I'm Richie. You're you. You're, I'm, oh, I'm me. But I thought I was me. Look, we're both, we're, we're a hive mind at this point. Okay. Yeah. We finish uh, each other's sandwiches. Sarsaparillas. Sa- uh, what is a sarsaparilla? That's like the old time you drink the cowboys drank, right? Yeah, it's like a root beer, I think. Okay. Great stuff. Quality content. A hundred episodes deep. Only gets better. Uh, yeah, we're like you said, we're going to, we're going to take everything we've learned in the last hundred episodes and apply it to our new fictional island country of which we are the malevolent leaders. Malevolent. Malevolent. Uh, unquestionable leaders. Um, but like all all great leaders, we have our, our cabinet, our advisors. Our buds. Our buds um, who are going to come in and out. Uh, drinking and buddies. Our drinking buddies who are going to help us define the policies uh, that will shape this fine nation. Uh, but we'll be hearing a little bit more from them later on. But before, Steve, we get to that, we need to work out what this fine nation is called. What's the name um, of this beautiful new island? Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe's good. I thought about Zimbabwe too, but I looked into it a little bit. It's taken. Damn. By Belgium. <laughs> Those bastards! <laughs> no. First they uh, took no. my idea for waffles and now they're taking Zimbabwe. That's it. So we need to get a little bit more original. Do we want to go... So remember when we did our bonus drunk episode, we invented a country then that I had to, to run, but it was a simulation, not like real life like this definitely is. Mm-hmm. And I called it Philadelphia. It's a good name. It's a good name. But, but is it is it serious enough? It's too relaxed. It's too relaxed. It's in the name, like yeah. No, we're 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 taking shit seriously. Do we want to go like something longer that speaks to how fair it is going to be, like a People's Democratic Republic of something? That's mm, usually I like how I like how wordy that is. It's usually set up by people that have a lot to prove mm. that are definitely trying to say no totes. It is totally democratic. Democratic. Demographic. Pl- 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 people's republic. Republic. Okay. Okay, so, so that's out. How about, okay, so our the acronym of our show, WAP. I think that's like powerful syllable right there. Just WAP. WAP, yeah. But that's a little bit too abrupt, so I think we need to lengthen out a bit. So how do you feel about WAPAN? <laughs> it kind of sounds like you're about to come up to some Japanese person and hit them with a fish. Yeah. maybe So maybe that's problematic. Okay, how about a little bit longer? How about WAPANADA? You see, then we're just losing expectations that we've got pandas. Okay, how about... I'm very glad that these discussions are happening in private and nobody can tell how disheveled the leaders it. People are. Need to, no, people need to see this shit. No one was around when Ireland was invented. Ireland's name was invented. Nobody, nobody was, was around. around at all. It just happened. No one was around. It, just, it was just there. It showed but up. None of us were around. So no. we didn't get that. We weren't in the room where it happened, to quote Hamilton. But now everyone, everyone's in the room where it's all happening now. Okay, how about... Because it's going to be expensive... Um, there's going to be an expensive process to get this this new country up and running. Is it? I think so, yeah. So I think we secure brand... Sponsorship? Yeah, we, we secure brand sponsorship pretty early. Yeah. So how do you feel about... Um, Pedigree Chum. Domino's Pizza presents mm. whatever the country's name is. Mm. You know, Philadelphia or whatever. Mm. Or, or Wapanada. Mm. Or it, Burger King. A Burger King... Wapanada colon a Burger King experience mm, but then we probably lose one of our cabinet members or two true okay <sighs> okay alright I've got one more idea written down here um, so that means it's the one we're going to have to pick no well actually no I have two more okay one is the one that you pitched earlier which I think is the one we're actually going to have to go with because it's in the episode title but <laughs> don't <laughs> you before we the there. <laughs> so we've we I said in our last episode we've been playing a lot of Animal Crossing as have you now I believe uh, I've tried but we can talk about that later yeah uh, my island in, in Animal Crossing is called Hornybrook mm, I like it and I like I just like parochial. the vibe mm. sorry it sounds parochial it's like yeah, it does yeah quaint and it also sounds at the same time quite horny mm. 
And that's that's a, an energy. I always that I think when people ask me like, "What's your co-host?" Like, I always say he's very quaint and very horny. That's the that's the line I like to walk. You have that, that on your Venn LinkedIn di- that Venn diagram. The overlap in that Venn diagram is very very small between quaint and horny. But if you squint your eyes and look, <laughs> look at the tiny overlap, there's Richie. Yeah, he's hanging in there. It's the only thing that's tiny about Richie, though, we promise. That's it. <laughs> this is Venn diagram. Uh, okay, the one you suggested, which is probably the best one. <laughs> which we'll probably end up going with what was it uh wadamtopia wadamtopia it's strong it's very brandable i've already paid for someone to draw it on the moon so we probably should go with that one <laughs> were we going to use that money for anything else no that was set aside for moon drawing it wasn't set, we didn't say specifically what the message was going to be but mm. it was just in the piggy bank labeled for for moon draws drawings mm. yeah so okay um I'm already after forgetting the name of it. Remind me. Wadamtopia. <laughs> Wadamtopia. Okay, great. Uh, Wadamtopia? So is the episode going to be Wadam Wadamtopia? Yeah. Perfect. We don't make it easy for people. We don't make it easy for people. Okay, so we have the name then, and that's half the battle. Before we get into like policy stuff and that more serious, I did want to hammer down just what the national anthem would be. Mm-hmm. Okay, so can I just outline my problems with um, national anthems in general before please I give you my two potential solutions this is this is the premise of the nation we are doing right what everyone else has done wrong before yeah so problem with national anthems boring as fuck mm. generally mm-hmm. uh, they're also like not short songs but also at the same time not like very like iconically long songs either like a Bohemian Rhapsody they're just kind of like in the middle and they're boring and everyone just has to start like it's just kind of like you kind of just got to get it over with before you can watch the watch whatever sports team, sports ball team you're watching at the time. And it just feels like a bit of a chore. Have so, you ever been in an Irish nightclub where they play it at the end of the night? What? No. Yeah. It's a thing in the countryside. Really? Yeah. Oh, man. It's weird. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. What, what is the, what's the vibe in the room at that point? Are people getting really into it? Or is it just like you, a standstill and hand over you your You continue heart? making out with whoever you were making out with beforehand. Or you just start the making Irish, out with... The Irish flag. You just yeah. start shifting the Irish flag. Yeah. So in our nation, we have to do it halfway through the night out. Right, exactly. Constantly. Well, that's the thing. So what I'm suggesting is, I've got two suggestions here. Either, like I said, they're not particularly short, they're not particularly long, they're kind of somewhere in the middle. I say we either go full-on rock opera, a la Bat Out of Hell, and by that I mean Bat Out of Hell is our national anthem, Mm -hmm. that people can get really fucking into seven and a half minutes of just getting on with it. Or... We go the opposite way and something really, really short and pithy, like the shortest, pithiest song you can imagine. And the shortest, pithiest song I can imagine is the McDonald's theme song, which is ba-da-ba-ba-ba, it's Wadamtopia, and that, that's it. Do, will they give us sponsorship money? No, because we've changed it. It's our song now. Oh. We don't say, we don't say I'm loving it. We say Wadamtopia. Will Meatloaf become one of, will Meatloaf sing every instance of the song as it's played? Well, no, this is a, this is the uh, a fork in the road that we need to make a decision out here. Either we go with Meatloaf Spat Out of Hell, which is, if you look to your left, that's that's where that is. I look to my right. Mm-hmm, idiot. And then if you look to your opposite of that, there's a sh- He's looking up. Uh, if you look there, there's the ba-da-ba-ba-ba, it's Wadamtopia. So they, we need to decide now. Or do you, do you have a third option? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, out of hell. ba out of hell. <laughs> Okay, perfect. <laughs> but up, 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 but out of hell. Okay, perfect. That's our national anthem. <laughs> we are flying through these. We've well, got this more is important the best things country to chew over. Yeah. Okay. Um, do you and want if, to talk about your first point? Sure. Um, so I've been tasked with coming up with five ideas. Both of us are coming up with five mm-hmm. ideas. Very important, very clear, very serious ideas. Both of us entirely. No joking. Mm-hmm. No joking um, whatsoever. That was my first idea. <laughs> Um, yeah, okay. So first one I'm going to go with is a, a progressive, comprehensive international tax system, or uh, as it's known for short, Piskekuitikwits. Okay, Piskekuitikwits. Yes. Uh, I'm, okay, the, the, explain for me, what are the benefits? Why do we need this? Because at the moment, most big, the richer you are, the less tax you pay relative to how much you make, which just isn't fair. That ain't fair. Ain't fair. Um, why, why it be that way? Because the tax systems have been developed over the last couple of hundred years to entirely favor 
people who are able to lobby and influence governments to design tax codes in their favor. And then they hire loads of lawyers and accountants and also take over small countries like Panama, Ireland, Luxembourg and use them as tax havens. But not what Antopia. Not well not only what I'm but what Antopia is going to use its massive international clout right. to force all nations, no takesies backsies, Mm-mm. to introduce an international tax system that makes sure that all companies and people pay what they should. Amazing. So from your your you know blue collar guy Joe mechanic Joe all the way up to um, mechanic Jeff Bezos. Me- mechanic Jeff Bezos. Yeah. <laughs> this full spectrum of mechanics are represented in this comprehensive tax system. No, but everyone's paying exactly what they have to. Exactly mechanic what they Joe's should. paying less. Jo- Jeff Bezos is paying proportion, something proportionate to his earnings. And not just Je- Jeff Bezos, but Amazon, the corporation, which is, te- right. is supposed to be a person in itself that all- usually gets away with not paying much tax. It has to right. pay all its tax. No more shifting money around all the different tax loopholes and getting away with not paying any taxes you got to pay mm-hmm. what you owe so we can actually run this beautiful nation of ours. Man, we're going to need a lot of money to do it. Oh. Again, if we're going to need to sh- if we're going to need to shake Domino's Pizza's presents colon what I'm Tobia. We've already got to pay off McDonald's and Meatloaf. Right, yeah. Oh, maybe we can pay them off by like sitting them down in the room together and go, "Look, guys, the McMeatloaf." <laughs> <laughs> and we pitched them on a new product. <laughs> Mutually beneficial to both parties, the McMeatloaf. And it can become our national food. It can become our national dish. You go to McDonald's. When you're at McDonald's, you look at you know you're there drunk at four a.m. or whatever. As is mandatory. And you're looking at all the burgers and stuff. But no, what you really want is a meatloaf. We've all been there. And now, the McMeatloaf. The McMeatloaf. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, so, what are the benefits then of of this new comprehensive tax system? Like I said, we 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 will be able to stop companies from not paying taxes, which is mm. causing a massive crunch in paying for public services like our social welfare system and health system. Which I don't know if anyone's noticed these days. We need them to live. Okay, great. Do you want me to take a point? Yeah, please. You, uh, Richie. What is your important <laughs> serious idea? Okay. Well, I want to talk about um, how we're going to do, like the justice system. Uh huh. So I'm not a big fan of like mass incarceration, um, particularly in the States. It's a huge issue. Um, there's problems with overcrowding in prisons. There's problems with, um, you know, it not being a healthy kind of, you know, it's not really um, rehabilitation. It's more so just punishment. And it just kind of tends to perpetuate this cycle. There's a lot of problems with it. So what I want to propose is rather than um, our justice system kind of dealing in in generalities like it's too general right now it's like you know you get sent for to the same place but for a different length of time that seems to be the only variance what i want to do is implement a system of an elaborate system of poetically ironic punishments okay so rather than just going to prison the the punishment will definitely fit the crime i know they say it's supposed to be the case now where the punishment fits the crime but i mean no like it like at a poetically ironic level will fit the crime so what if you're a drunk driver or do you have other examples i've other example like the the you know the the old kind of adage of like an adage but example of you know your dad catches you smoking a cigarette when you're a kid he makes you smoke the whole pack or when homer went to hell Just, and he ate all the donuts in the world exactly that kind of thing so it's that kind of thing. It's like, oh, you, oh, you want to smoke cigarettes? Fucking smoke all the cigarettes you want. And then by the end of it, like, you don't want cigarettes anymore. Oh, you so, want to deal drugs? We'll deal all the drugs that you want. Oh, no, wait. That, well, you get caught with a brick of cocaine going through fucking Heathrow Airport. Well, you, mister, you sit down, you snort that whole brick. <laughs> well, that's <You> know? execution. <laughs> no, that's, no, it's, it's justice. You know, or like you're caught for identity fraud, right? That's something that's on the rise. Rather than just, you know, go to a, a, a prison, like a minimum security prison or whatever. Um, you're you, oh yeah you want a new identity fucking great we'll give you a, an identity but it's really shite yeah you're bum you face McGee you're bum face McGee and and you work as uh, you you squeeze gland, like, swollen glands on dogs bum holes in vets 32 year old Mormon who is also into Warhammer yeah you were gonna, we're going to surgically, what's the opposite of hair plugs? Whatever that is, we're going to take out some of your hair and give you advanced male pattern ball and put it on your bum. How do you like mm. it now? You want a new mm. identity? There you go. Mm. There you go. You, you fucking get caught littering? Well, t- you take that cun- crunchy wrapper, mister, and you wear it inside your underwear for a week. <laughs> you know? oh. And also, we're going to put a t-shirt on you that says, I'm a dirty boy. Yeah. And you've got to wear that around for a week. Nice. So that's what I mean. Like So that way, the punishment, regardless of the level of severity, will fit the crime perfectly 
Will it ruin the joke if I ask what happened if someone's caught murdering someone? Huh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it might. <laughs> we could just get the catapult. We can get we can break out the catapult. Just get I the think, catapult. I think in that case, we start a space program. We partner with our space program and we have like you know, like there's an international space station, but there's like an international shite space station mm. and we put all the shite people up there. Mm, and so the just, no, we just like this, like if you murder someone, right, up you go. You're going straight to space, mister. It's like, okay, you know what it's like? That's it. If Shit you murder space. someone, it's like being sent to your room, like you're grounded, but it's in space. Mm. So it's like the ultimate being grounded in the sense that you're not grounded at all. You're in space. That's why George so Clooney the was there in that movie Gravity. That, that's exactly it. So but I think that's fair. So I think that's what we do. And actually that might be a good... um segue into our first uh, contributor because I believe this particular contributor has an example of some um, kind of poetic punishment in his policies. So like we said at the start, we've we've reached out to some of our favourite guests over the last what, three and a bit years mm-hmm. and asked them what policies would they enact if they had, you know, were, had unquestionable levels of power and influence. And so I think it's fair to say, Steve, that these policies are going to become law. Absolutely. In Wadamtopia. Okay, absolutely. So let me play Donald's one. Donald from our many uh, What I'm Eurovision episodes and from our social media episode. Very smart man. He has this to say. I find it really, really hard to think of uh, just one thing that will fit in this category instead of the hundreds and hundreds of tiny changes that I would like to make. Uh, so I'll, I'll pick a very broad one, which is that I think uh, we need greater participation in, in public life. And I think I would make it mandatory that people vote and that they participate in uh, at least at the local level in some sort of uh, local representative politics, that there's a round system that different people have to uh, step in and take their turn uh, in uh, things at the, the sort of parish council level, at least. So everybody is doing something and feels connected to politics more generally. I also really, really, really don't like when people don't clean up after their dogs, especially in, in areas that children play. So I'd also make it a legal requirement that anyone who let their dog poop on the ground in an area that children have access to, have to let those same children come in and shit on the floor of their home for a period of one year afterwards. I think that'd stop it pretty quickly. So yeah, yeah, there you that's go. That's an ex- excellent example. That's that's it. Um, it's actually funny because, and I can prove it because I sent the idea to you first. Mm-hmm. I had the same idea for my second important policy. Do I do you want to flesh it out a little bit now? Mandatory service in the executive of local government. Local government specifically. Local government specifically. So Because you and I are upper government. <laughs> Where are you? Not upper government. Stay the fuck away from our territory, <laughs> yeah, yo. That's ours. You can stay in your little shitty village or whatever. Actually, Parish sorry, council. No, we're, ki- we're kind, kind leaders. Not malevolent. No we're, we're, we're benevolent. We're malibu. <laughs> Seriously easygoing. Yeah, just, just you can't believe. Um, but yeah, everyone has to get involved. At local yeah, level. It'd be like jury service. So once you're a registered citizen at the age of 18, you'll go into a lottery and then every two years you'll get pulled, your name might get pulled out of a hat. And then if it does, you have to go and be in charge of your local town along with a bunch of other councillors. Right. So you imagine the entire panel is like all made up of people who are being pulled from the populace? Everybody. Or is it everybody? everybody. You're not allowed so to opt there's out. no like career politicians at the local level? No, no. Okay. Everybody. Did they used to do that in Greece? Probably. Yeah, I think it sounds like a Greek thing. Sounds like an idea that Rosalind told us about before. Yeah, sounds like something we've done a whole episode on, but can't recall right now. That was more specifically direct democracy. They wanted to do everything. I'm okay with yeah. leveling it off at the local level. So mm. then people are simultaneously forced to engage in their local community, mm-hmm. even if they don't want to. Yeah. And then also perhaps may like what they see and then get involved with politics at a higher level later. Exactly. Be, or even if they don't get going that far, just giving themselves a vernacular and like a comprehension so that, you know, voter numbers will probably increase dramatically based mm-hmm. on that because people can see where, you know, where the effort goes and how it can pay off and they'd probably want to get involved more because they've seen it firsthand. Well, so I'm a big fan of that. They also can't vote for their local governor, so they'll vote for their... Oh, that's true. Well, but maybe well, be, about the establishment as a whole. There could be like... It could be like referendums that you can overturn what the local people say, maybe if you want to, or yeah. yeah. Pretty- well, look, oh, well, that's this could be a problem because if you can't vote at the local level, and you and I can't be voted out for obvious reasons, mm-hmm. well, we can, but we're the only two people that have votes, so we just bounce back and forth. Yeah. How, how about that? Like, yeah, it's it's people can vote for us, and we just take turns. Yeah, I joke, but that's basically what Ireland's been doing. <laughs> <laughs> well, not this time, maybe. Not this time. No, not this time. Oh God, so maybe it'll happen to us too. No. Never. No, we're not going to give them the option, Richie. Don't be stupid. (laughs) 
No, no, we're kind and malubilent leaders. We're irrelevant dictators. <laughs> uh, yeah, so what do we do next? E- a clip or you? Uh, let's do a clip. Let's do Peter Kavanagh's clip because I think that'll lead into something we can both talk about and then it'll bounce into something I have to say. I have to build off of that. So let's hear from Councillor Peter Kavanagh. Elected, not randomly chosen. True. Hello, what on politics? Uh, this is Councillor Peter Kavanagh, uh, Green Party Councillor for Clondalkin. Uh, Long time listener, uh, four time caller. Um, my dream policy that I would implement if I was a uh, supreme leader, uh, unquestioningly adored, uh, would be some form of universal basic income, which has for a very long time been a core policy of the Greens. Um, the thing about universal basic income is you can kind of do it one of two ways. You can do it, and I always, like, because I'm such a massive nerd, like to relate it to sci-fi. You can do it right, which is Star Trek, uh, where you provide universal basic services and you basically leave people wanting for nothing and you create a situation in which people can do what they want to do. You can do it like The Expanse, where UBI is tied to basically limiting yourself from participation in other markets, uh, economies and other market activities and you basically hamstring people who are on ubi allowing the rich to get richer so it has to be done right but definitely for me the star trek model of universal basic income now steve you know me i'm a cool jock Mm -hmm. i don't know anything about this nerd shit Mm -hmm. you're too busy building streams in harvest moon that's animal crossing that's oh shit this is a trap (laughs) okay i'm not a jock (laughs) you got me you got me. But I've never watched Star Trek or The Expanse. But I can get the sentiment of doing universal basic income right as opposed to not doing it right at all. Yes. Um, I'm a fan of this. I'm a fan of universal basic income in general. Even more so now that we're in the middle of this pandemic that's really hurting the economy. And we wouldn't like the idea of free money. Exactly, yeah. Although it's not about um, that. It's not about that. No, it's about... I was watching a really good... Um, Kurtz Gesagt, who are a YouTube channel, who make really good educational animations, really beautiful animations. They have a wonderful um, video breakdown on Universal Basic Income, which I will link in the show notes. But they do a great job of um, kind of addressing all the usual concerns people have with it. Like, oh, won't people just stop working? Or won't it cause inflation? Or won't it, you know, do this, this and that? And they have wonderful uh, explanations backed up by actual hard data as to why no none of these things will happen. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people's concerns are based around, um, you know, oh, people will just be lazy or like poor, poor people will just, are just going to spend it all on alcohol and drugs and stuff. Um, which is one, is just like an awful stereotype, but two is absolutely untrue. You're gesturing at me with your beer. <laughs> that I'm drinking at a uh, four o'clock on a Monday afternoon. <laughs> Look, we're, these are diff- these are unprecedented times. <laughs> uh, yeah. But like there's a, there's a bunch of studies. There's a 2013 study by the World Bank that showed that poorer people don't squander their money um, when given, you know, um, cash with no strings attached, that they are more likely to spend it on the essentials because guess what? They need to spend it on the essentials. And actually the opposite is true. More wealthy people are, are more likely to squander cash that they're given mm. on um, vices. There's also like fears around inflation. Like if we just introduce a whole bunch of free money into the economy, won't it just cause everything to um, get more expensive? No, because we're not printing the money. There's no more like money being injected out of nowhere into the economy. But also, it's just being reassigned and redistributed. And What these bastards that try and argue against it ignore is that we have printed money for the past 15 years to stop the last fucking financial crisis from overwhelming everybody. So mm. it doesn't ha- work like that anymore, apparently. No one really knows. Yeah, exactly. So stop making up ideas no, and exactly. give me my free money. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's great. It just creates like, it, it creates a new floor that people can use to stand up from rather than kind of social welfare in general. I'm a big fan of, but one thing you can say about it is it can come sometimes with unintended strings that cause people to be more passive than they normally would. Like say if you, if your income goes above a certain level, like a thousand euro or whatever, if you earn a euro more than that, then you might lose everything because all of a sudden you're in a new kind of bracket and you might lose the, the, the stuff that came before it. So that actively encourages you to maintain a lower level of income and, that kind of thing but having no strings attached cash income can allow people to spend that money as they want and you know maybe if you're already in a job and you get this income you can use it to go to night school and better yourself or spend more time with your family and readdress your work-life balance that can lead to better mental health loads of positives loads of positives yeah 
And we get to go to space. You and, you, and we get to go to space. I have a follow-up from this. This is another one of my policies. Uh-huh. UTIs. Um, I call it you I call it <laughs> I call it universal advanced income. Where I'm sh- I don't I know I've just been singing the merits of universal basic income. But fuck that shit. I want advanced income. I want my government to give me crazy stuff like cryptocurrency. I want like WAP coin. I want you and I to create WAP coin, Steve. It's going to be a highly fluctuating, wildly volatile <laughs> cryptocurrency that no one can predict and whose values are based on the random actions of an animal or something. Like we get an octopus in a tank and depending on what rock he picks up, that dictates the value for that. Day. Yeah. And no one can predict it, no one can explain it, but everyone gets a hundred of it. <laughs> every day, every week, or just once? Uh, it randomly. <laughs> sometimes a day, sometimes a week, sometimes per second, it doesn't matter. We use a different animal to, to dictate the, the case. This is the rhino it. week. What's he going to do? <laughs> no idea. We had a woodpecker week before, ruined the economy. <laughs> that did cause inflation. That did cause inflation. And we got the cheetah. The cheetah caused runaway inflation. Ha <laughs> ha! <laughs> I make the best jokes. You had a sloth. <laughs> the it's quite jokes. sluggish. The slug, the slug, the slug yeah. actually, that, that worked really well. The slug, the, slug, the Celtic it's slug. Full. Oh my God, it was booming. <laughs> <laughs> Bring back another slug year. Mm. What other policies have you got, Steve? So our country's got universe. We've got, we've got a name. We've got a national anthem. We've got a justice system. We've got uh, universal, both universal basic and advanced income. What next? I think before I bring in my one, we should play Hassan's clip because it'll link into my idea. Oh, perfect. Hassan, also known as Supermarket Love, composer of our wonderful theme music that we've been using since like episode seven. I do not give him nearly enough credit. Uh, he's a wonderful man, wonderful friend. He was a guest on an episode while I'm America. Oh, that's true. Him and, and Cisco. Anyway, here's what he has to say. Hey, Rich and Steve. Can't believe you're already doing your 100th episode. Congratulations. If I was in power, what in politics would be required education materials globally? So let's make it happen. I like that. It's globally as yeah. well. Well, again, that comes into our newfound international glory. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That, so how does this feed into yours? That ties into mine. Not because I think that we should teach everybody everything, although that goes without saying, because we are now the great leaders, dear leaders, wonderful leaders. Um, my mm-hmm. idea is that... Benevolent leaders. Benevolent. Bereft. Mm-hmm. Um, Bereft. We, people should not have to decide what they want to do for the rest of their lives as soon as they do now, which is basically like 17 in Ireland when you fill in your... CAO and choose your college course and then do your leaving cert. You should wait until you're about yeah. 25 and then make mm-hmm. your big life decision. Do you, or could you um, decide to make it earlier if you're like had a vocation or, or, or are you thinking? I don't, well, if you can, there has to be some very easy way to get out of it and change the idea. You shouldn't be, you shouldn't lock, be able to lock yourself into any idea in terms of yeah. like if you suddenly want to switch, then okay, you can do another college course when you're 25, something like that. This, yeah. uh, this this idea actually came from talking to Israelis because in Israel, um, for less cool reasons, you have to join the army, mm-hmm. both if you're a man or woman, and then they don't go to college until they're in their late, early 20s. And then they end up becoming much more articulate, mature and informed about what they want to do as opposed to doing what someone who may be called Stephen B, actually no, that's too obvious, sorry, S. Byrne, <laughs> who decided he wanted to make movies when he was 16 and then is now working in for some reason you're revealing you're revealing your profession shit damn it or do you want me to just censor it out I'll beep it out thanks <laughs> I just we beeped out Steve's job because he's not allowed to say because he's a government spy ah fuck beep Steve's not allowed to talk about his job um, no I, I totally agree that's great I think yeah I think if we have especially if we partner that with like a really good comprehensive free education system where you're not, you know, it's it's going in and out of education is as frictionless and easy as possible. I think that will allow for lots of flexibility in that. In but that not frivolous area. either. So like w- there should be like good counseling services to make sure people aren't just flip-flopping and decide and like switching all the time. True. Yeah. Before you like want to make a change, you should talk to smart people about it. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, because currently you're right. When you think back in it, like in Ireland at least, you fill out your CAO form like when you're in the throes of your leave insert, which is already stressful because f- the points you get from this are going to dictate the, the next few years of your life. And it's just, oh, it's just a mess. It's just a big stupid memory test. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. But look at us. <laughs> Co-hosts of a mediocre podcast that's made 100 episodes. Hey! Hey! Uh, what will we do next? We've got a few... 
I'm going to play Valerie's, Valerie's uh, policy next. Oh, I haven't heard this one. Yeah, so let me play it. Valerie from our What I'm Fake News episode, live from Lexi Live. Picnic. Live. Here's what Valerie has to say. So, of course, I would work out how to uh, solve the housing crisis and homelessness and I would deal with all of that first. But then I would probably implement a sort of, uh, hmm, like a punishment for whinging on Twitter because that's really getting to me right now and I feel like it needs to be sorted out. So you get like one whinge a week. And if you whinge too much, if you're caught whinging twice or three times, you will be forced to um, experience whatever you're whinging about as punishment again. So, and then maybe we'll do a fine as well. I don't know. I'm, I'm still working out the punishment angle, but I think, yeah, we need to have harsher controls on the amount of whinging any one person can do. I like this. I like this a lot. Let's define whinging for the non-Irish listeners. Uh, just I think Americans would call it griping. Griping, just, complaining, yeah, moaning. Complaining, mo- moaning, like non-productive complaining, I would say, is the, is the way to define it. Wah, and I wah, think wah. Gr- exactly, right there, that. So I think when, when we picture what Amtopia in our heads, again, we have the white sandy beaches, you and I standing on the shore with our arms wide, wearing white robes. It's all very beautiful, picturesque. We don't think about is the online version of what Amtopia. And that needs to be as perfect as the real physical what Amtopia. And I should think be this easy. is a good yeah. way of getting there. Nobody has any problems with the internet. But, well, not our internet, not our version of it. And I think to build on the ironic poetic punishments from earlier, I think this probably won't be as ironic as it is cruel, but <laughs> if, you are caught, if you are caught breaking Valerie's policy, Valerie, our um, director of communications, she, if, you, if you are caught breaking it, um, let's just say that every citizen at the start... Ha- every, the government, our government will have a secret tweet locked up for every citizen, right? That is, looks like the person's account. It looks like a tweet that was tweeted from them um, and can be dropped into the feed, their feed, at our discretion. And that tweet will be something horribly racist, horribly damning, just like a horrible thing. And if that person's whinging too much, we flip up the plastic cover, hit the red button and just drop that tweet in their person's feed. And all of a sudden their followers are like, whoa, this person's awful. And then that way we just discredit them straight away. That must be what happens to Donald Trump all the time. That's probably it. Yeah. That can be the only reason. It's the only reason. Many. Yeah. So maybe that's what happens. It's a good idea. Yeah. We'll, we'll let Valerie feedback on that. But I think, mm. I think that we can put that down for now. Uh, have you got anything? I just have the most important decree. Decree number five. Oh, do, do, you, do you want us to build up to that? How important are we talking? Oh, this is like ultimate. What, what, what Amtopia won't succeed as a nation if we don't implement this in its full force. Okay, do you want to build up to that then? We can end on that. Yeah, we'll end on that. Okay, cool. So let me... Okay, I want to talk about religion, which I know is, might not necessarily be the purview um, of our government, but I want Separation to... Separation of church, state and umbrellas is the rule. That's true. But before that happens, I just want to put something in place that makes things easier. And then we back off. But I just, I, I, I don't want to make religions illegal in our, in our beautiful new country. I want everyone to be able to practice whatever kind of faith they, that they have. I want to encourage that as much diversity as possible. Whatever you believe in, that's great. That's as fine. George Michael said. That's exactly it. Verbatim. What I want to do, though is encouraged like a degree of familiarity, kind of like cross-pollination between all the different religions so that everyone has like mutual understanding of what the other ones are about to kind of cut down on conflict and to cut down on, um, on the kind of ignorance that fuels so much, uh, so much conflict in, 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 you know, current world. So what I'm proposing is everyone's um, text of their, their faith, their Bibles, their Qurans or whatever, uh, we incorporate some sort of shared cinematic universe. <laughs> across all these religions. <laughs> so you've got your Bible or whatever, that's fine, you're reading about Jesus or whatever. And then, whoa, Muhammad shows up and they have like a team-up thing where they do, they go on an adventure. Um, and that way, and then Muhammad goes back to his, th- and then like, then you as a Christian know a little bit more about Mah- the prophet Muhammad. Mm. And like, and then that might go, oh yeah, I might go check out his stuff. Because that's what happens with Marvel, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You're watching, you're watching uh, Iron Man, then Black Widow shows up. Then when Black Widow's in Avengers, you're like, oh, I know what she's about. That's great. Or I'm going to watch this TV show now because I, I, I know what my best friend Bucky, the Winter Soldier, is all about because I saw him in that movie with Captain America, my good friend. Yeah. So, so I want to do that with religion. I just don't see this as demeaning or, 
or is misunderstanding no, the, religions at all. I think this is no, this is perfectly this, this comprehensive. Is per- look, their and, texts are preserved as is. We just add in crossover events where Jesus goes and teams up with Vishnu. Nobody will have any problem with that. No one's going to have a problem with this. Everyone loves a shared cinematic universe. <laughs> Except for the DC universe. That's ter- Look, shh, that's not our template. We're, we're looking at Marvel for now. Uh, let's play, let's get off this topic <laughs> by playing, hmm, who we play next? I want to save Jerry's one for the end. Let's do the Right Dishonorable because I think that's a meaty one. Mm. So Right Dishonorable from uh, our What Am Brexit Part 2. Um, which, when did we record that? Oh, a very long time ago. Very, a very long time ago. We got, we went to their um, house and got very drunk. It was great um, fun. That was great fun. But they're a nice pair of guys and they sent this in. I think that um, if there were a way for us to be able to get the United Kingdom to take the Eurovision seriously, we would have been able <laughs> to avoid... Why are you laughing? We'd have been able to avoid all of this Brexit malarkey because I think so much of the British separatism... Um, uh, and idea of kind of like a separate identity comes from Terry Wogan um, taking the piss out of our European brothers and sisters over the years during the Eurovision Song Contest. And if we actually put somebody forward um, who was half decent, I don't know, an Adele, um, maybe uh, insert relevant music artist here, then we would um, uh, probably think of ourselves as uh, a lot closer to Europe than we necessarily do at the moment. So you, um, you think this idea is silly, but I think this is totally workable, to be honest. We've already got the music industry to back it up. Uh, we, we do. We're really good at we music. We treat it like we treated cycling in the Olympics, just throw a bunch of money at it. I think I think we can make this happen, actually. Oh my God, it's, 100%. It's I love that. What's your next one? So this is a stupid idea. Um, <laughs> but you know when you're out and about like usually on public transport and you just you come across a lot of people that just can't like navigate public spaces you know the sort of people that stop at the top of escalators and that sort of thing so what i was thinking is some sort of licensing system whereby you're not allowed to leave the house if you haven't passed a series of tests kind of like a driving license but for walking i doesn't the u.s kind of have that with like you could people can be given tickets for walking in a disorderly manner (laughs) i think okay well that's a good start i think i'm I'm willing to do this incrementally to allow people to get used to it um my god i mean obviously people are already housebound so that part of my plan is already in place um Mm -hmm. so we just need to you know when we finally lift the lockdown just do it so that only good walkers can leave the house what do you think of that? Yeah, well, Terry Wogan's Irish. They missed that. That's true. That's true. He is Irish. He's dead now as well. Yeah. Isn't he? Yeah. Still Irish, though, even though he's dead. That's true. Well, that's, dead that's Irish. That's, that's how it works. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just think it's kind of ironic that two English guys completely missed as they were talking about the Eurovision, the fact that the host that they were referencing for making them feel more <laughs> British was Irish. <laughs> but anyway I wish I was here with a beer on my hand to point it at them as I said that that's funny um, I do like I do like the idea of using um, Eurovision type um, mm. mechanics to solve problems more mm. like if you got a dispute with someone in what I'm Topia you get like fuck it let's settle this on you, the stage you gotta glam up you gotta get your feckin set design in order and you yeah. gotta get out there and win Dupont. you got it how many keynote, key changes you got on you oh I got more and then, you know, you just, oh, you just uh, there you go. And you just settle your, your problems that way. And mm-hmm. then by the end, you just end like you realize the power of love and friendship and, and glitter hug and, and glitter and everything solved. As for the, the walking thing, uh, maybe an online test. I don't know if people need to sh- show up and walk around traffic cones. Oh, no, they absolutely have to do that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. I'm being ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. And, and, people, and that maybe, have, people that are learning have to wear the L plates around them. Oh, yes. And then people that have like just recently passed their test, you can still give them a bit of space. They can have the, I think it's R in the UK and N here in Ireland. Mm-hmm. So they can be like, be it can be, it can be a purple llama in what, what, in what I'm topia. Perfect. Yeah, that's great. And then in keeping with our justice system, if you keep breaking the law, what would the punishment be? Lead shoes. Yeah. Or like wooden clogs. So you sound like a fucking yeah. idiot. <laughs> oh i know the sound of that that's a bad walker boy that's That's a bad walker he's been given yeah seven years hard clogs (laughs) 
we called them cloppers, like as a slur. <laughs> Check out this filthy clopper. My father was a clopper and his father before him. <laughs> Excellent. Let's play this. We got one from Lex. I want to yes. play that before before uh, I hit you with my last ones, before you break out your whatever it is big. Decree number five. Decree number five. The defining decree that's going to establish. Okay. Here, so Lex Kreutzer, who's one of our most recent guests, probably the most recent guest, uh, who was on recently to talk about veganism. Here's what she has to say. I would set aside some charitable funding to 3D print new legs for the pigeons of London. A leg for every pigeon would be my platform. So this is fair. Cause have you, you've been in London. You've seen how awful um, a lot of the pigeons' legs are. I think it's the problem of most cities, most built up areas. Yeah where they have those like anti-pigeon devices in place, mm, yeah. which just end up, they're not even, they're not elegant at all. They're just spikes. Just spikes. <laughs> they're just spikes where pigeons like to be. Imagine if that was a, like for humans. Actually, well, they, they do, do that actually. for whole, yeah, they yeah, actually do. It's really do. bad. Yeah. It's really bad. <laughs> you imagine, oh no, wait, yeah, human, oh, shit, humans oh, wait, have done no. that to each other, yeah. Isn't terrible. that awful <laughs> when you have that moment where you go, oh, can you, I wouldn't that be, actually, no. Imagine, yeah, imagine like awful. a Labradoodle discriminating against the Rottweiler. Imagine humans, oh no, wait, no, to do. Yeah. Oh wait, oh no, yeah, on a daily basis, that's actually awful. But not in our country. No. You know what, Lex, actually, I think we'd have, in Wadamtopia, we'd have that technology ready to go just in case as a redundancy. Yeah, because but I think the first instance probably wouldn't happen. That's it. It wouldn't even happen. The pigeons would be all healthy. Mm. I actually quite like pigeons. People, pigeons get a bad rap, but like they're no, people say they're rats in the sky. Oh, they're not. They're no dirtier than any other bird. Yeah. That's just, that's just, that's just propaganda. I like pigeons them. are, are lovely. There's just, there's a lot of them sometimes. I but, mean, yeah. yeah. And if you can imagine what a rat in the sky would be like, well then that is obviously worse. So shut up. It's absolutely worse. You know what a rat in the sky would be like? It'd be like a fucking rat in the sky and it's all <laughs> any of us would ever talk about. So shut up. These are flying teddy bears by comparison. Sky rats will not be a problem in Wadamtopia. We can give you an, I would say, 72% guarantee the sky rats won't be a problem again. Again. <laughs> again. Um, okay. So let me look at my list of stuff. I did advanced income, my religion thing. Okay. So, uh, we haven't talked about foreign policy yet. Mm-hmm. Well, we have a bit. Like int- oh, a little bit, yeah. Or, yeah, actually, I suppose we have. And international relations and stuff. But I have one very specific example that um, is kind of inspired by one of my greatest fears I've had since childhood. Just for the record, you're talking to me like Alice Jones talks to his listeners on YouTube I- streams, yeah. I forgot you can see me because I'm looking at my notes. <laughs> okay. Um, Charlie Frost, Wait till you hear, well, wait till you hear what I have to say. So, do you, I don't know if you were ever told the story when you were a kid, but I have this fear in me from an anecdote I got told from like a teacher or a parent or someone that when they were explaining like just how many people live in China, like compared to like the very sparsely populated Republic of Ireland in the 90s when we grew up. Like how many bicycles they have. Not even, yes, that's a common one. But the one that I was told was if everyone in China jumped up and down at the same time, it would cause a tidal wave on the other side of the world. Like if everyone jumped off their chair at the same time, it would cause a tidal wave. That's how many people there are. It's a lot of coordination. Did you ever hear that story? No. Okay, well, that's something I heard. And I've been, I was terrified of that when I was a child. And so I would like to propose that the first thing we do is we reach out to China and just beg with them not to let that ever happen. What if they don't know about it and you're giving them the idea? And what if they realize that Wadamtopia, the greatest rival to their rising power, is actually precisely in the line of where the tidal wave will hit? Oh my god! You've just doomed oh. our nation. Oh my god. We can't publish this episode. No, we have to scrap it all. <laughs> this episode is the most dangerous piece of media content ever to be produced. We're going to cut it right now and just play elevator music for ninety minutes. Now what? Fuck it! I'm going to take my risks. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we'll figure this out once we get into power. Yeah. Uh, before we hit decree number five, I have one last thing, and it's super, super short. And that is, it's just I have it labeled as personal, and it's one bullet point. And I just said Colin Daffy is not allowed until allowed in until he apologizes to me. Oh, understandable. Um, did I ever tell you what Colin Daffy did to me? See the guy that did something with the pogo stick. No, actually, Colin Daffy. This is my add to the betrayal. Colin Daffy was the other guy who got a pogo stick with me at the same time. So back when everyone else got skateboards, myself and Colin Daffy got pogo sticks because we were best friends. But one day, Steve, when we were in fifth year in secondary school, um, Colin Daffy said to me, did you know that your um, sense of smell 
goes down 50% when your eyes are closed. It's like a, an olfactory glitch or whatever. And I was like, bullshit. And I immediately closed my eyes and wow. sniffed in really strong just to kind of prove him wrong. And while my eyes are closed, he stuck his finger under my nose, Steve, and it was the worst thing I ever smelled. <laughs> what was it? It just smelled awful, Steve. I didn't ask any more questions. <laughs> but I took a huge inhale with my eyes closed and his finger was there, Steve. It was right under my nostrils and I got it all. Do you think he's washed his hands since? I have no idea. But he's not allowed in till he apologises to me. I haven't spoken to him in years. I'm sure he's a nice guy. But uh, <laughs> he's not allowed in until he until he um, makes recompense for, for that heinous crime. Well, we're going to leave some space on the moon after we write up that thing so he can he can write it there if he needs to. I guess, yeah. Or he can spend some time in the space station. The shit one. The shit one. Yeah, not the good one. That's my list, I think. So do you want to hit with Decree 5 and then we'll play out Jer's Jerry's policy. Well, this will actually lead on because like most terrible dictatorships, there's always a flaw. Well, this one's going to be mm-hmm. a flaw if it's relevant to you, but no cucumbers. No cucumbers? No. No. Nuh-uh. no. They're horrible. Oh. I hate them. Why? They just, they make everything taste like them when you put them in something and they don't taste nice. They're just disgusting. I don't want them I in would the have fridge. Said diff- I don't want them on the table. I don't want them in a salad. I don't want them in them Greek kebabs. I don't want them anywhere. I want them gone. Don't want them in a gin and tonic. Don't want them anywhere. Uh, They're out of here. If you want all these other good things, no cucumbers. Steve, this this might be the end of us. I quite like cucumbers, Steve. Oh, what? Do you not enjoy a good pickle? Pickles are different. Pickles taste That's like vinegar. A, They're fine. Okay. They're called gherkins. A pickle's, a pickle's just a stinky cucumber. Yeah. But cucumber... But you don't like... I can't stand cucumbers. Can't stand them. Okay. Um, look, I'm so in love with the idea of this beautiful, beautiful place that we've created together. It's kind of like our child. That I'm willing to um, maybe not give up on this just yet, but... Can you allow me to bring one cucumber into the island? Just one. I, c- I can't take the it, risk. It'll be in a, in, a, in, a, in a sealed container. I just would like the idea. Like, I, I just want to have like an hour with you every day where I explain the merits of the cucumber. And we can maybe by, make little bits of progress here and there. Maybe I start off with like a pickle and we just like tone down the brininess bit by bit, day by day, until before you know it, you're just eating cucumber, my friend. I don't think that's going to work, but I'm willing to take it. Although I will also take in my armed Steve guard who okay. will be in each of these meetings and perhaps may form like a militia and take over in like a civil war style coup. Do I get a militia? Mm, maybe. Okay. It's up to you. That's fair. That's your, that's your prerogative. But I'm just telling you, my guys are there, armed, and they're, we're ready to go down on this. You're ready to go down on this cucumber. Gonna go way down. Excellent. We'll fight to the bitter deep end. <laughs> Stop. Stop. I think, okay, I think that was a perfect Cucumbers time. are really bitter. I think, <laughs> I think we've fleshed out pretty much over the course of the last, you know, 55 minutes or so, a pretty comprehensive uh, constitution, would you say? A framework, maybe? Nation state. A Magna Carta, perchance, <laughs> of this beautiful, beautiful new uh, Bible nation state of ours. Featuring a Bible, Muhammad, perhaps. Vishnu. Yeah. All your favorites are there. Captain America. Captain America. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Maybe, maybe a Saturday morning cartoon series for all of your favorite religious figures. <laughs> um, but I think, yeah, I think we've got the makings of a wonderful, wonderful place here. And again, t- I think we should... Uh, before we get to the usual like housekeeping stuff, we should hear from our last correspondent, Jer Carney. He was one of our, was he our first guest? One of our first guests, at least, way back when in the first year. Um, frequent co-collaborator on the show. Uh, let's see what he has to say. Uh, so you, you guys were asking, what would I change? What would I change if I had unlimited power? And uh, yeah, I've been thinking about it for a while. Uh, I haven't really been able to come up with anything because... Yeah, every, everything's been going pretty. Oh, excuse me. Everything's been going pretty smooth recently, and I'd be worried that I might mess something up. So, uh, anyway, I hope that's okay. Congratulations again to 100 episodes. That's really big. You guys, you guys did great. Uh, 
I, I love you guys. I just, I gotta go get some toilet paper. Bye. This clip, of course, taken as Jer was one of the first citizens of the nation from Wadamtopia. Yes, day one, I believe, mm. uh, right after our um, uh, coronation inauguration sensation mm-hmm. um, parade, if you remember that. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, I don't. I was blackout drunk, um, <laughs> like all good overlords. Um, but that's it. Uh, I know we, had a lot of, we, we, we joked a lot, but in all seriousness, you made it to, we made it episode 100, but so did you, good listener, and we couldn't have done it without you, and we wanted to say thank you. Thank you for, uh, for listening in. We appreciate it very, very much. What were some of the listener ideas? Oh, shit, yes, listener ideas, fuck. Uh, hold on, let me get my phone here. So I put out on, on Instagram to ask people what they would do if they were um, their own belligerent overlords. <laughs> uh, let's see, some good ones here. Uh, more money for humanities, better public transport, more dog mares. One of those sounds great. From Emily, Emily Vett. Uh, <laughs> we'll let you decide. Uh, delete everything and start from scratch. That's a bit nihilistic, Bella. Uh, but for real, here in Australia, I would immediately implement the Green New Deal. That's fair. That's fair enough. Ooh, I like this one from Livia Nicholson. Uh, make all crisp brands use the same color for every flavor. So salt and vinegar is always green, etc. Oh my God. That's a good one. Why isn't that the case now? That is so perfect. There's a minister for That's, agriculture right now. Yeah. I mean, like that is akin to like if traffic lights were different colors in different counties or something. Mm. You know, like green was stopped. But with more serious with, consequences. With, with far more dire consequences. Uh, free housing for those who need it and free healthcare for all. Yeah, it should be grand. Yeah, whatever. F- from another Rebecca. That's grand. That's sorted. <laughs> WWDK pod just said, interesting! Exclamation mark. <laughs> so thank you for that. Uh, close the wealth gap and free cats for everyone. Mm, okay. You're not a cat person, are you? No, my dog don't like them. Mm, I love cats. I'll take your cat. Um, but yeah, some good ones there. Interesting. Oh, I, interesting is my favorite. What is it? It's like, like going up something. Oh, what would you do if you had limitless power? Interesting. That's it. <laughs> then okay. they just walk away while staring at you. <laughs> wow, that person must be incredibly intelligent. So <laughs> profound. I mean, have you not noticed that's mostly what I do whenever we get an actual smart person on the show? Oh, interesting. You see? And then nod at them until they say something else. <laughs> Which is usually, I have to go now. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank, thank you so much to our listeners for submitting those questions and our listeners who just listen. Hey, Richie. We appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, Steve. Thank you, Richie. You're welcome. And thank I have you. nothing more to add to that. <laughs> thank you, of course, Steve. <laughs> this is my favorite thing that I do. And I don't know what I would do without it. I love it so much. I can't believe we've reached 100. Did you ever think we'd reach 100? Not in a million years. Not in 100 Not in episodes would I think we make 100 episodes. Not in 100 episodes that I think we'd reach 100 episodes. That's what I just but said. we did. <laughs> but no, it's my joke, because I said it with more authority. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> you guys can follow us on Twitter. You can send us an email at the Gmail, whatampoliticsgmail.com. Mm-hmm. If you guys have any money left over from your COVID hoarding, you can drop us a couple of quid and buy us a beer. The link is in the show notes. Yeah. Uh, Instagram at what on politics. You um, can apply for citizenship for our new utopia at mm-hmm. what on You'll find it there if you just keep on listening to every episode again and again. Oh, I might actually add a citizenship test to the website <laughs> this week. Leave that with me. Keep an eye, keep your eye on the fucking, uh, on our socials because I might just make a citizenship test for the website. I'm very bored now in isolation. So. <laughs> you don't have an opportunity to take photos of cats and dogs as much anymore. That's it. That's it. That's been taken away from me. But you know what they can't take away from me? My fictional island I made with my friend Steve. Well, that's basically the premise of why you play the Switch these days as well. That's just true. <laughs> so many fictional islands. Uh, oh, if you're on if you're on the Switch and playing Animal Crossing, let me know and uh, you can, I'll, I'll send you a we can a friend invite or whoever way it works and you can come visit Hornybrook it's very lovely this time of year don't be worried about the name don't be worried about the name it's not a brook it's not a brook at all no it's more of a cove but Horny Cove just doesn't Horny Cove sounds just gross <laughs> is that it Steve? that's it Richie that's it um, thank you Steve thank you listener and thank you 
um, super friends, which is I'm calling the new group of uh, religious <laughs> deities who will be on your TV every Saturday morning. We just won't draw Muhammad, but he'll be there. No, we won't. No, he'll always he'll be, be standing behind fr- things, out of frame. <laughs> uh, while yeah, like Jesus, while what do you think, of- Muhammad? <laughs> well, the rest of the gang, you know, um, solve crimes yeah. and teach you why it's bad to litter and stuff. Yeah, because then we're going to put it in your pants. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fuck, this is going to be a good island. Steve, I will chat to you later. See you in the temple. So the palace. This has been a production of the Headstuff Podcast Network.